0: Say something. It's like a podcast, but it's a vodcast, so you can listen and watch. It's like news talk or sports talk, but it's life talk, so we can walk the road together. On today's show, Karen Wright Marsh, author, speaker, and ministry leader, joins us to chat about age-old truths, trials, and timeless messages that inform today.
1: My hope always is that they will hear the message that they are, as no one says, the beloved that their performance their perfection their labor it it's it's nothing compared to the true story of who they are okay which it's is loved by god so and beautiful. we just we just have to hear it over and over and over yes we and, do you know and i just they we we all need it but they really need it
0: thanks for joining the conversation
1: here we go yeah. you know what
2: i'm talking
1: about do i get welcome to sing too?
0: welcome to to carpool chats we, we, we could sing that might scare everybody off. Yeah. <laughs>
1: maybe maybe we'll wait to the end. I
0: do sing in the car with hand motions, and it's
2: really embarrassing to my children. Surely there's a great <laughs> song about here. saints and sinners, right? <laughs> sure. Wait, isn't there a Billy Joel song about that? <laughs> yes! yes. The... No, wait. Something with the, saints right. have,
1: the sinners have much more fun. Yes! Only the good <laughs> die there, you go. Go. All right. so so there we go. All right, I'll work up to
0: that. Yep. <laughs> Only the good <laughs> die out. All right, so we are so excited to have in our car the author of this great... uh, Do you want
2: me to hold it up? Since yeah, you're dri- I think how that's... How about since you're driving? I think that's... Yeah, really. <laughs> All right, so famous? welcome to have
0: in the car <laughs> our friend Karen Yay. Wright Marsh, who is hey. in yeah. Dallas. Karen Wright Marsh is the Executive Director and Co-Founder of Theological Horizons, a university ministry that has advanced theological scholarship at the intersection of faith, thought, and life since 1991. She directs daily programs, writes resources and curriculum, teaches weekly classes, mentors students, and is a highly sought-after speaker. She holds degrees in philosophy and linguistics from Wheaton College and UVA. Karen lives in Charlottesville with her husband, Charles Marsh. Connect with Karen at KarenWrightMarsh.com and at (laughs) TheologicalHorizons.org. All right, so Karen's new book is right here, and it's called Vintage Saints and Sinners. And it really is, we want you to tell us, first of all, like, what compelled you to write the book? Because why you did this, I think, is so cool. Yes. And yeah. and then
1: we'll keep going from there. So, so, Vintage Saints and Sinners. I did not grow up with saints in my life so much, an awareness of saints. I'm not Catholic. I grew up Presbyterian, preacher's kid. Our saints were, you know, St. Peter, St. Paul, the biblical ones. Yes. Um, but I've been um, directing a nonprofit ministry called Theological Horizons for about 26 years. And I started a group. Okay, tell us
0: a little bit about Theological Horizons. Love to. So
1: Theological Horizons is a ministry we work at the intersection of faith, thought, and life in the academy. So we're in a college environment. We're at the University of Virginia working with scholars and faculty and mostly students, grad students, undergrads. Just creating conversations with them, mm. open, generous conversations about faith. Okay. Because um, a lot's at stake, and it's hard to have really rich, open conversations mm. in that space, especially for Christians, I think, who often feel very defensive. Okay. So,
0: all right, so yeah. you've got this going on at, at, through the Bonhoeffer House. Right. And, okay, so this book came out of a lot of what you do there because it's been so impactful with people. In your environment, and and so tell us a little bit about yeah.
1: That. So the one of the one of the programs that we have at Theological Horizons is a weekly lunch we called I call Vintage, and um, it's not a Bible study. Oh,
0: so is that where Vintage that's where came, came? from
2: Yes, that's so where Vintage came from. Did, I noticed you quoted Jeremiah six sixteen, mm-hmm. which says, "Stand at the crossroads and look, ask for ancient paths." ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. I assumed
1: that's where the ancient part came from. That verse is my favorite verse. And that has just I've never even up. heard this verse. I've never heard it. My A friend of mine gave it to me. I was like, this is amazing because you look, think about it, you're at a crossroads. All of us are, mm-hmm. but students especially. Yeah,
0: you're right, you're right. You're
1: ask. you're looking in all these directions, which way mm-hmm. you're gonna go. You ask for the ancient paths, which are the well trodden ones Mm. and then you you learn to walk in those and you find rest so I'm encouraging students through these stories to look back and find mentors from the past brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters from the faith who lived in crazy times you know Julian of Norwich lived in Norwich England in the Middle Ages and the plague came through three times so you know you think the world is scary now like try England in the plague or you know, Augustine, who lived in the Roman Empire, who went to the University of Carthage, and was a total party animal and degenerate, so, you know, you think think, think Rugby Road is rough on a Friday night. (laughs) So there's just all these stories from all these people from all these centuries and different... And how did you find them? Because
2: I was going through, and of course, you've got the the well-known people mm-hmm. the mother Teresas or the CS Lewis's of the world right? right where pretty much everybody knows who they are and and is probably even quickly inspired by them mm-hmm. from what they know what little they might know right. which is probably a decent amount yeah, yeah. Um, but then you've got like these totally
1: obscure like I mean I, names i had never even heard what i want to do is bring forward as many christian witnesses as i can from as many different parts of the world right and mary pike lee you would never have known her because she was born in korea huh. and they moved to california when she was a very small child her family was a christian family they were some of the first early christians in korea and they they lived a life of complete poverty real suffering in California because of all the prejudice and (gasps) racial hatred. You are right. Mm -hmm. And people thought they were Japanese so during World War II um, and she tells stories of trying to go to church because they were Presbyterian and and being blocked at the door because they were Asian. Okay we're at Starbucks.
2: Um, since you're you, you you call forth all these ancient people as you call mm-hmm. them, and, and many of them are definitely historical. Um, you know, I think about uh, you know we we all grew up and our parents tell us how the world's so different today than it yes. used to be, yeah. right? And um, mm-hmm. so the world is so different than the time mm-hmm. when a lot of these saints actually lived their lives. So, right. um, how do we bridge that gap between? the time that they lived and the actions mm-hmm. that they took mm-hmm. versus our, our mm-hmm. modern-day mm-hmm. traditional times and kind of what our world looks like
1: today yeah well I think imagination is the first mm-hmm. step mm-hmm. you know to take the time to to hear their words and imagine you know kind of try to put yourself in the in that time and also um just sometimes you hear the words of these people and you just connect. It's like mm-hmm. there is no time difference. It transcends you. time. It just Which does. Is, It
0: seems like you purposely went through each of these people and there was actu- actually something very significant that applied to today because yes. it's like exactly what, what anybody so is dealing with today. Yeah. Everybody's dealt with throughout time. Exactly. They it's have. just the, it's just the, it's just the way it looks that's changing. Mm-hmm. It's not right. the, not the core, Either tru- the truth never changes, and I think
1: that's very comforting well, and human <laughs> experience. Yeah,
2: you even wrote how each person inspired you and and right. what what you could take away or what you did take mm-hmm. away.
1: Yeah, because I live with these people; they're like my they're my brothers and sisters. And because I teach them every Friday, every semester for sixteen years, over and over with students, and we have conversations, so I see what resonates with them. So we read Martin Luther, of course, with the Reformation right. anniversary, and he talks a lot about anxiety and melancholy mm-hmm. and gives this pastoral right. advice, right? I mean, he was a wreck. Talk about He anxiety. was a wreck, oh, and he, he really struggled with depression. He did, his whole life. Right. But there is one in the reading, in his pastoral writing, he says, you know, we look at others and we think that they are so much happier than we are. Mm-hmm. And I said, I asked the question, does this connect with you at all? there's they said yes social media right this mm. is everyone looks perfect everyone looks happy and I feel so alone and sad so he said something to them in that moment that no he didn't have social media but he knew that human experience of looking out on the world and it looks so everyone looks so together mm-hmm. and you yes. just feel the disconnect and the sadness so I mean I think if you just open your mind to these people and these hearts and you and again you see the hardships that they went through Mm -hmm. then it just makes your own life it gives us all room to be who we are and kind of um, experience the Spirit of God in in our time and place and know that God has touched and encountered and reached into all kinds of situations
2: perspective is powerful Mm -hmm. it is it It really is and one thing I was thinking was um, as I was going through and looking at some of the uh, people that you profiled, I just thought, okay, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so he's the yeah. constant. And so to mm-hmm. see how these people used their faith and his presence in their life and depended on that to. Overcome and persevere yeah. through yeah, things that we simply do not have to persevere today. Through today, right. yeah, that, and that's where it, it is. You know, it does. Yeah.
0: But it's still those things are still significant today. They're just different. It's a different. And so, mm-hmm. anyway,
2: what what do you hope to do by sort of exposing, you know, some of these greats? Like I was fascinated to read that. Mother Teresa actually felt like God wasn't even hearing her. I know. And like, I, I know that her. sort of blew my
1: mind. Yeah. Well, you know, when she, after she died, some of her private letters came out. Mm-hmm. She had been writing. She had a spiritual director, a confessor, and only one or two people like that that she, she confessed to and mm-hmm. wrote to. And of course, we see her as this, um, I mean, Mother Teresa. She, me, ter, to anyone, Mother Teresa means saint, super saint. right? Right, re, totally. You know, beyond. Um, beyond good, right? And she had had this early experience of hearing Jesus speak to her audibly. Right. She talks about that hearing mm-hmm. Jesus say, "Go, be my light. Take, take me to the poor." Mm-hmm. And so she started this journey of faith as a person who knew Jesus intimately, as a friend who spoke to her. And after her death, these letters came out, and she said, "The voice had gone silent. Mm-hmm. And she didn't hear Jesus anymore." Mm. And so she lived this life and it was of for some, years. Right? Years, like, decades.
0: Yes, decades. It was and, really uh, hard, and she struggled with depression.
1: Yes, um, it was so. And, and so
2: feeling alone. Yeah. Well. And so, what? What do you hope that so well,
1: exposing that does for people? Well, I think what it, to me, first of all, in the in the time that those letters came out, Christopher Hitchens, who's a journalist, said. See, she's a fraud, she's a right. fake, do she doesn't know, believe... Do you know him.
0: who Christopher Hitchens is? No. So he's, explain,
1: like, he's a very um, skeptical, outspoken, outspoken skeptic. anti-religious, he's, yeah. he has died since, but, um, and, you know, well respected by many and has a public voice, so when he accused her of being, you know, writing her off as a hypocrite, others said, well, and this is my feeling is, look, she experienced the modern Mm -hmm. dilemma, which is loneliness, Mm -hmm. alienation, a sense of God's silence. And she asked to suffer with Christ, and maybe her suffering was the suffering of feeling abandoned, you know, like abandoned on the cross. So it's a mystery, but I think I love her and I want people to see, look, you're gonna have dark night of the soul. It's an old tradition in the church and Christians everywhere have found this to be true. And if you act you live with fidelity I mean she she kept her commitments mm-hmm. right and Wow you know even better mm-hmm. because she was not only this saintly person committed person but she did it in spite of how she felt
2: mm-hmm. well and, and that's, that's what pretty, I that's took amazing. away like really I, I mean I would have never guessed in a hundred million years because you mm-hmm. want to talk about Somebody who persisted in unfathomable conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've just seen even yeah. just the the photos of her feet and her shoes, and I'm like, really?
1: Yeah, I don't know. And it's she just, did it without
2: hearing, without feeling uh-huh. like she had this daily uh, reassurance from the Lord, yeah. which you know would be awesome if we all had that.
1: But w- the truth is, we all go through days or seasons where we don't. Exactly. So there's a sadness to it, to me, Mm -hmm. that someone, like, why would God kind of leave her like that in that, or, you know, it's, to me, it's a mystery, and it's a hard mystery, Mm. but, but it's also a reminder that, yeah, you know, spiritual life is a complicated thing, and Mm -hmm. there is a whole level of, you know, you follow what you believe, and you trust, and you, you walk, and you do, you do the work before you to Mm -hmm. do. And trust God somehow and even if you don't trust in that moment you just keep walking mm-hmm. so I feel like it's in the end it, it is a reassuring thing absolutely sure. you know yeah
0: I think it is and then it, it goes back to that authenticity yeah that somebody is actually admitting these things that every human struggles with mm-hmm.
1: so. and and again the, the perception that oh everybody has it together all these Christians are so joyful and you know, have no doubts or, or that that's supposed to be, well,
0: and I think too, I think that, that you, that you feel like I'm not okay. If I don't feel joyful, something I did Mm -hmm. was wrong. And that's one thing I love about this too, is it's 25 stories of 25 people Mm -hmm. where it, it wasn't always, the way it was supposed to be, Mm -hmm. even in the times that they lived in, whatever the achievement bars were and the standards were at their time. And you see people just like going before and and struggling with what, you know, here's what I think religion is here. What, here's what faith is. And here's what relationship is, Yes, Mm -hmm. which is where you end really apart from all the do, 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 do's to the, Hey, it really is so much more about the deep relationship Mm -hmm. than it is about the, whatever the performance level has been, for this day and age which it changes that sure. changes all the mm-hmm. time as you can even see with these with these saints who would have these significant religious like practices that oh, they yeah. would go through that mm-hmm. are not a part of this day and age at all. And it's like, well, thank goodness. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Really? No, thank you. I know <laughs> and it would be terrible. <laughs> and um but I'm sure that we have some stronghold that we don't even recognize either that years from now people will go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they lived with that.
1: Yeah. So yeah. um Well and I think about Benedict and Scholastica, when mm-hmm. you talk about you know, structure and discipline. Because right. Benedict and Scholastica, they were twins, and we know, many of us know Benedict, Saint Benedict, who wrote right. the rule of Benedict, and he started Western monasticism, so there's this long tradition of the Benedictine way, and he had a rule, and, um, you know, it's very specific. You know, what you wear to bed, you're not supposed to put a pencil in your robe because you might poke yourself. You know, you, you, <laughs> you, you go to bed in your robe so you can get up to go to prayer, um, just all these. I think I, I love the funny ones, but a lot of um, things about which psalm to read and you know how many hours you spend on each task and there's work and there's prayer and there's community, and you read it and you think oh it's so boring. Like how could you stand to be so structured all the time, and so controlled by this rule of the of the monastery? But then I read an article recently. Um, it was in the New York Times about Amazon, and the the whole culture of Amazon and 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 many i many corporations and many of us live this way there's the there's a culture of work and demand and expectation mm-hmm. and in this company you work however many 70 hours a week let's say and you belong to the company that's what you do and you so you know we're all following rules we're all right. following rhythms we're all following someone's demands And even if we're not thinking about it, I mean, how much time do we spend working? How much time do we spend playing? How much time do we spend with family or in community?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, if I'm honest, I work way more than I should if I look at it in a holistic, balanced way. So you're like, I don't have balance in my life. Right. So the Benedict, it's almost like he created the environment of balance and there's freedom in that. And I'm not going to be a Benedictine None, of course, but I don't know. I just think it's important to really be realistic and think, mm-hmm. we say we don't have disciplines and practices, but we really but do. But we
0: absolutely do. You know,
1: I checked my email before I even was out of bed, before my feet hit the floor today. Yeah. You know, I was already obeying the discipline of you know, email. Yeah, And that's the scary thing.
0: But how fascinating. But, so to let these saints, these vintage saints, inform even that. As you sit with your students, what's kind of the charge that you give them, like at the, you know that mm-hmm. you to bring them into engaging and to be able to let them walk away with what is your hope that they walk away with?
1: My hope always is that they will hear the message that they are, as Nowin says, the beloved. Mm-hmm. That their performance, their perfection, their labor, it it's it's nothing compared to the true story of who they are okay which is loved by God and we just we just have to hear it over and over and over yes we do you know and I just they we we all need it but they really need it because every voice around them is telling them to study harder and to be prettier Mm -hmm. and perform perform more and please more and
2: can I can I ask one more question Please, just about yeah, how that. the book is yeah. organized and um, I noticed that there were two parts there's asking mm-hmm. and then walking and then I noticed I couldn't help but notice that you concluded it all with
1: resting Resting. well that so resting can you kind of walk right. us through that journey and, and what that mm-hmm. meant sure so it was taken from that Jeremiah 616 okay um, ask where the good way is and walk in it um, and you know, there are 25 chapters, there are 25 saints. You can jump in anywhere and read one. They're all sort of individual stories. But I, I've, I just felt like some of these people were more action-oriented and some were more asking-oriented and okay. sort of thoughtful. So I was trying to put them in those groups. But, mm. you know, I think in the end, you know, you take the ancient way and you find rest for your soul. Oh, so that's yes. where I hope that all this is leading is toward a sense of rest and, belovedness, and reassurance, and energizing peace, mm-hmm. you know, not just, and a good nap, but, you know, something really life-giving and rejuvenating. So I, um, yeah, I picked these 25 people, there are, there are a whole lot more out there. Oh,
0: I bet it was so hard so to pick. It's really hard to
1: pick. I'm sure. Um, but every Friday with students, I, I get to continue exploring more, so, um, and adding onto my list and I've got an author website, Karen Wright Marsh, and I'm going to be developing that more. Yes. Thanks to some of your I your feedback. I about... was talking with
0: Karen. I'm like, Oh, I, hey. want, I need more. Like I want more. And I know that for those that pick this up, you're going to want more and and okay so another thing that she does that I love is that when she brings these kids together she brings them together and there's food
1: oh, and yeah. so there's an yes. element of
0: breaking and bread and and in this day and age I think it's hard for people we I talked about I talked with a friend yesterday who said I just can't have anybody over to dinner because I don't feel I'm not a good cook I don't feel like my house is nice enough I don't you know it's like all these I don't I don't I don't and here's the truth Nobody cares what you serve. They just right. like to be together. Like, period. It's paper true. plates. Ah, oh, order a pizza. Well, and the freedom. It's Everybody's like freed when you order a pizza or when you come dressed like this. You know, I call it missionary dressing because it makes everybody <laughs> else feel good about themselves. It's that same way. Serve it on paper plates. People will feel really good that yeah. they're not the only ones. And it's simply getting together. And this mm. is such 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 fun material because because we we love to have dinner parties and i will say there is that element we invite people that don't know each other and it's yeah. sort of like ooh, is there going to be any conversation because there's that it's sort of like whenever you're somewhere and, and people open the floor for convert for questions and nobody asks a question it's like oh this is bad <laughs> and so there's that fear at a dinner party sure. like when you have like, people. will we have anything to talk about uh, yes you know and it's like and so there will, you know, the, the fact that, that there's questions that can come from it, conversation mm-hmm. that can come from it, contemplation on something that's really actually, you walk away not only being fed, mm-hmm. like literally with food, you're fed with knowledge, mm-hmm. but more than anything, you're fed with relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and
2: you even ask questions. Don't you have conversation questions in She does. In end? Yeah. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah. It'd be perfect for a dinner party. I know. So it's really Yeah, like fun. who's the
1: weirdest saint? You could make it fun. <laughs> yes. You could, and again, like I love the question: If you could have dinner with any of these saints, you know, who would it be? Who would you choose, and what would you eat?
0: <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. It'd probably not be locusts. Bad. Yeah, something really
1: <laughs> <like>, uh, gruel. <laughs> yeah, so, funny. so Flannery funny. O'Connor, though, probably would have been like fried chicken because she's from Georgia. Something good. Yeah. yeah Maybe I think sure. I'd pick Flannery, but yeah, there are a lot of good places to start the conversation. Anyway, so we do hope our
0: whole charge here is to go and say something say something encouraging or kind to the person walking along beside you. And we just hope that maybe this might encourage you to that. You're not the only one dealing with whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever age old issue of humanity Mm -hmm. and gosh, it gives you the freedom to love the person next to you for sure.
1: Yeah. Open your eyes. Ask a good question. Mm -hmm. People want to be, people want to be asked.
0: Okay. So tell us that. What are a couple of your favorite questions that you ask? Um,
1: With students, we'll do a reading and I'll, I'll often say, um, you know, w- w- is there a word or a phrase that really resonates with you, that really speaks to you? And what is it that you're hearing here? What is it in your experience that you, mm. that connects you to this? And so it gives them a space to tell their own story.
0: That's beautiful. That's
1: really cool. But it's a safe, it's a safe question too. Mm-hmm. It's not asking for too much, because right. you can just repeat a phrase or a word that you see in the text and just mm-hmm. leave it at that. So yeah that's good. But, and also another way to ask is if you don't want to ask directly, say we're reading a passage about anxiety in mm-hmm. Martin Luther and I can say, um, you know where have you seen the experience of anxiety in people that you know
2: mm-hmm. or what
1: have you been taught about worry and concern? What does that mean in your that is in so your tradition powerful. So mm-hmm. if you can kind of start it with what have you been taught or what have you seen? Mm-hmm. then they don't have to say, you know how they themselves feel so yeah it's just a kind of another way in of getting a mm-hmm. getting a, a, a deeper response to something that's really
2: cool yeah you know who I loved yeah who? Fannie Lou oh Fannie Lou Hamer Fannie Lou <laughs> Jesus girl who was like a contrarian against the norm and just you know changing the world she just, got she I, was awesome yeah. she's
1: neat yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she she got up in, in front of the TV cameras in Washington, D.C. and uh, yeah, she had grown up a sharecropper in Mississippi and went to um, a meeting, uh, and committed her life to working for civil rights for Jesus and that's what she did. That is what she did. She's, she's, she's like the patron saint of our family probably. We really? love, family. We love uh, family and Bonhoeffer. But um, yeah. yep, she just had a real winsome way and she would sing. That was her way yes. of accessing that power and, and creating community. Yeah. So she taught all the little white kids how to sing. <laughs> I love it though. She yeah. was she was a leader, and I mm-hmm. I love
2: that she loved the Lord, and, and at the same time she had a fierceness for what was right. And yeah, she did. Um, she just did. that that resonated with me. Mm hmm. Annie Lou, my girl. I didn't it. even know. Never even heard of her until really? I read this. Oh, oh, you can watch
1: her on YouTube, y'all. No, yes. seriously. Oh, yeah. I saw you
2: recommend that. Yeah. And I like, I didn't have time to do it.
1: You should because you just see in her very physical presence the power and the light of Christ in her and uh, her I'm sure all her, dig her. Her dignity and everything great witness so cool. yeah,
2: yeah. So, cool. so cool thank you for thank making you. us aware of her and, and for so, making time for us yeah. today, well thanks so. for the coffee here's,
1: yeah sure anytime i'll drive with you all
0: right okay no matter where thanks for joining us Thanks again for joining the conversation. We love hanging out with you guys. Wanna stay connected? Like or follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or follow us on Instagram. See you next time on Say Something.